because we're going to call him out. So you want to yeah, say something, okay. say something to him. Okay, I will. I will. That, that's the beauty of podcasts. I mean, you just kind of do whatever. You just yeah. roll. I, I love it, man. I love yeah. it, guys. This is this is great. And by the way, it's so awesome talking with you. Thank you so much for having me on. No, I man. Really appreciate yeah. it. Absolutely. Yeah. And for those of you listening, <laughs> our guest today is Chris Powell. Celebrity? I don't know. I don't, I don't know if it, is it offensive to say celebrity trainer. What, how would you like to be titled? <laughs> you know what? Call me. Call me. Uh, they titled me this a long time ago. A transformation specialist. There you there go. go. There you go. Of yeah. of literally millions of people. <laughs> <laughs> Which has been an honor. Like yeah. what a blessing. It's been well, a really like wild ride. That's for sure. I think the best way to start this, Chris, is is with a story because mm. believe it or not, oh, he's got a story. Trust me on this. One. Believe it or not, Chris, you are the reason that I know this man yep. sitting to my left. Yeah. Let me Get explain. Let me explain. Please, so, please do. You have my undivided attention. Because <laughs> we've never met, obviously. This is the first time no. we're meeting. But, but you are the reason I know Darren Woodson. So 2013, my wife and I moved out to the DFW. And she had gotten a job as a second grade teacher. And I didn't have a job yet. I didn't know what I wanted to do. Wasn't really sure. I knew fitness was, was something, you know, I wanted to be involved in fitness somehow. And my thought was always that I was going to be a college strength and conditioning coach. And until I found out you make about $25,000 a year and you work 80 plus hours. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, or more, right? So one night we're, we're staying at my in-laws house when we first moved out here and we're sitting there and we're watching extreme weight loss, your show. And I remember, I don't remember the person's name, but it was a lady and, you know, just how the story goes or how the show goes, she had lost this unbelievable amount of weight and, and literally her life was changed because of what you did for her. And I remember watching that episode, sitting there thinking, I want to do that. I want to have an impact on people just like Chris does. And so that led to me getting a job as a personal trainer, which led to Darren walking in one day and we started working together. And so for the next, whatever, I guess that's, we met in what, 2015? Yeah, about, yeah. yeah about so inadvertently, you ruined my life by, by introducing <laughs> me to Darren Woodson. <laughs> Get so, out of here. Yeah. Dude, yeah. that is so wild. Yeah. So I literally owe my, my personal, I, I don't do that anymore. I've since moved on to, to other business with, with Darren. Uh, but what led me to that was, was your show and the impact that you were making on people. Wow. Thank yeah, you. Absolutely. You have no idea how much that, yeah. that means to me. Yeah. Uh, and that's, that's really amazing. Thank you so much for sharing that with me. Cause uh, you know, like when, whenever I, I'll hear a story like that or someone inspired to, to start training, like what a gift for me. Yeah. That, that, that's what it is. It's, it's you literally giving me a gift because mm-hmm. like, that's, that's what fills my bucket. Yeah. Thank you. You know, know, that's what gives me purpose. You know, it, Chris, doesn't it amaze you that you have no idea how many people you probably have inspired your entire life. You, you're clueless. Like, honestly, you would be clueless to know the effect. Like, if Ben doesn't say something today and we never <laughs> met, I mean, there, he's just one of mm-hmm. a million, millions of people that have probably had a similar story to that. To that. You're going to make me cry, Darren. <laughs> don't, don't make me cry. Um, but, uh, you know, it, it's it's – it's something that like I'll sit back and I'll, I'll like try to, to conceptualize and I can't, I just mm-hmm. can't. And so, and so I don't think about it and I just, you know, I, I just keep moving forward with the sense of urgency of the fact that like my job here isn't done. You yeah. Know? Um, 
but yeah, like it's, it, it is wild. And especially like when, when I hear stories like that, even now after the fact, you know, the show hasn't been on for, for a few years mm-hmm. and to, to still to have people just come up to me at the airport and be like, dude, you know, you inspired me. I, I used to, you know, I used to be 360 pounds mm. and that, and I'm just like, man, like I am blessed. Yeah. I'm, I'm blessed to have, had, to have had the opportunity and I'm just forever grateful to have had that platform to, to make an impact. And, but my, my job here is far from done. Yeah, it's, it's far absolutely. From done. I'm, I'm just getting started. So. Right. <laughs> well, we're going to get into that, but, but we want to know what, what's led you to this point. And so what we always do with every guest is we take it all the way back, literally back to the beginning and, and how yeah. you grew up, where you grew up, what family life was like, what was that like for you? Wow. Okay. It's, it's a, it's, I'm going to try to, I'm, tr- I'm going to try to keep the short, the, the, the story as, as concise as possible here for you, but it's, it goes a few different directions. That's fine. Yeah. Here. Um, born in Mesa, Arizona, my dad, he was former military, got into the airlines. So we, we traveled around a lot, but I did the majority of my, uh, my childhood was in the central coast of California, mm. uh, like Salinas Monterey area. And I was always just uh, about me and where I was at just physically, emotionally. I was always the smallest kid in school. And, um, you know, cause a lot of people are like, well, have you ever struggled with your weight? And I said, no, I didn't. I actually came from the other end of the spectrum. I was always the tiniest kid. And so of course, you know, between fourth and the seventh grade and actually fourth and eighth grade, that was like the time that I got bullied the most. And, um, and again, just being the smallest kid in school, you're a really easy target. Mm-hmm. And so I, I went through that a lot. Then, um, we moved to the Pacific Northwest when, um, between the ninth and 10th grade. And I actually like you guys, except I never made it past high school. I always wanted to play football. Mm. And, and that, that was my dream. And I, I went out to, I tried out for the team and I was brand new kid, brand new school, brand new state. How, how old like were my, you, Chris? I was uh, 14. 14. At this, okay. At this point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe 105 pounds. Left, <laughs> you know, <laughs> right. maybe five foot three and like lucky. And that's, that's with my cleats on. <laughs> and so, so I went out there and I just got destroyed, just destroyed. And um, so the school hadn't started yet because this is, this is football camp. And then, it's, you know, they basically the, the practices starting, you know, daily doubles and all that stuff. And uh, two weeks in, I quit. And my parents, you know, they, they had seen what, what I had gone through between fourth and seventh grade, et cetera. And now this is my chance to like just kind of try to come into my own and just be, be, just feel like I'm part of a team and, you know, just feel like I'm something. And I was trying to get my power back because mm. I felt like so much of it, of it had been taken away just from, from my childhood. And, um, and I, I was just, I was so defeated. I, I quit. My parents, they saw this. We had been living in Vancouver, Washington for like two weeks at this point. And mm-hmm. I came back. Um, this is like probably the third day of school. I'm the new kid. Come back the third day of school. And all of our living room furniture was gone. And there was a weight set in the middle of the living room floor. And they, they left the TV in there and a weight set. And, um, my, my, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to actually give all the credit for this direction in my life to my mom and my dad, because they had the wherewithal to see that I was broken, that Mm. they could see where I was at. And they said, well, you got to do something about this. Let's, let's see what we can do to give them this power back. And so there was a weight set in the middle of of the living room floor. And I literally just kind of, I would come home from school every day and I put my backpack on the ground. I'd sit on the weight set and turn on TV and I just kind of find different positions on the bench, you know, with the tech deck and everything. And I just (laughs) chill and watch TV. 
after a couple of weeks, I'm like, I might as well just give this thing a go. So I just started playing around with it. A little bench press, some tech decks, some mm-hmm. lap pull downs. And it became like a challenge for me. Every day I would come back and I'd throw on a little extra weight and throw on a little extra weight. My parents started getting more and more wheels mm-hmm. to start putting on their little fives and tens and everything. And after about a month, I realized like I was getting significantly stronger. Mm-hmm. And I remember looking in the bathroom mirror and again, like the, I kind of had to like get up like this to look in the mirror. right? <laughs> so I, I got a stool and I'm looking in the mirror and I'm like, what the heck is going on? Mm. And I, I could actually see and feel muscle development. That game over. That, that was it. That was wow. like four, wow. 14 years old. It clicked. And I'm like, that's the answer. I, this is what's going to give me my power back. Mm. Like, I, and even though I was still small in stature, I just, I mean, my mom took me to the grocery store. I bought Flex Magazine, Muscle and Fitness, you know, <laughs> you know everything you could possibly do. How to get bigger biceps in 24 hours, you know, the whole thing. And I dove in, and every day I was just obsessed with coming home and lifting weights. And, um, you know, even though I was still small, I got really strong really fast. I got faster. I got more explosive. And then I actually had, I had the guts to start training in the, the high school gym after school. Mm. Or I yeah. know what I'm down there training this is about five months in and I'm feeling good and looking good. I'm feeling more confident. And a lot of these kids that were playing football, the season's over and now they're, they're coming into the weight room and they're like, I, 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 it was the craziest thing because now here I am, I'm 15 years old now. And they're like, dude, how, how do you increase your bench press? How can I run a faster 40? Yeah. I'm like, so check out this article that I was reading the other day. I was uh, training kids when I was 15 years old. And these, these are the kids that I was on the field with. Yeah. So this is what you became empowered by this, right? I mean, yeah. okay. So I got one question for you though, because I, yeah. I know this guy next to me uh, and he's trained me for, for, for a number of years. Are you obsessive in this? I mean, are you, I mean, naturally, what kind of person are you and how are you built? Are you just result driven? Like you have, you see the results and then you're all in or, you know, give us a little background on on how that works for you. And I'm just, I mean, full transparency, guys. I'm not a balanced person at all. I'm, Mm. I'm very, I'm very on just, uh, yes, I am obsessive to answer your question. Mm -hmm. Um, when, when I, when there's something that I need to achieve, I fixate on it to a point where even like my family, my friends and my loved ones have to pull me away from it. They mm. have to pull me into family time. They have to pull me into, because I just, I get fixated on things and I, I can't stop until I achieve it. Right. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if that's a good thing. I mean, it's, it's a good, it's, <laughs> I think it's great, man. Honestly, I think it's great. And, and as we're talking here as friends, one of the great things about us doing this podcast and the reason why I ended up doing this podcast is because I knew he was so obsessive about the podcast industry and about the success of this podcast that I know I'm not as obsessive. I don't have that kind of mindset. He does. He was going to hold me true. I mean, you got to know your strengths and weaknesses, right? And surround yourselves Amen. with people who have, you know, certain strengths. So I love people that are that way. And I, I've always said it on yeah. this show. I admire people that are obsessive. And who cares what everybody else thinks? If you have a passion, go for it. Absolutely. Yeah. If you feel called to do something, yeah. you have to. You have to, because the last thing I want is I want the last thing I, I, I couldn't imagine 90 years old in a nursing home, looking back and saying, I should have done that. Mm-hmm. I wish I did this because mm-hmm. I, 
who knows how many shots he got at, at, at living a life like this. You yeah. know what I mean? It's just like, hey, this is my opportunity to, to really make a dent in the universe and to really change some lives. And so I'm with you 1,000% there. You got to go for it. Yeah. So, and, 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 and as you're sitting here talking, you, you said, you know, you quit as a 14-year-old. And so I'm wondering for you, because that's very similar to me. I, I started, I quit my first sport as a ninth grader. So, so same age mm-hmm. as you. And that led to a, a path of, of years of quitting, honestly. And so yes. I, I've over-rotated since then to now <laughs> that I'm an obsessive freak. And, and, yes. and anything that I set my mind to, I'm not going to quit. I'm going to keep going. So yes. I'm wondering for you, because this, this podcast is not about me. Yeah, you sure it's not about you? <laughs> I'm wondering for you, did that first time you quit, did, is that what spurred this mentality that you have now? Or did it, those two you know, have nothing to do with each other? No, no, it plays a huge role in, it actually plays a huge role in my personality today. Um, you know, number one, I'm, there, there's, you know, for, for my size and stature, you know, I'm, I still didn't grow a whole heck of a lot. Of I'm 5'8", <laughs> I'm 182 pounds, but like there's always, uh, there's an eight-year-old kid inside still who's striving to be bigger, faster, mm-hmm. stronger, who's, who's striving to feel safe. Sure. And it, it's something, guys, I've been to years of therapy, you know, trying to, to really work around this. Tyler, what the hell, dude? <laughs> what the hell, man? He, he doesn't have any headphones in yet. Chris, Chris said, Tyler, what the hell, dude? <laughs> dude. <laughs> We're sitting here Chris, man, having so a great sorry, conversation. Just <laughs> ruined the cover. flow. And just like, <laughs> and you see, you saw my legs stick in and then just kind of slid in like nobody's going to notice. <laughs> Nope. Sorry, I, I saw you right there on the corner of my screen. Uh, like, uh-uh, Tyler, I'm not going to let you get away. Man, I, yeah, I'm so sorry. It's 16 minutes late, bro. Uh, <laughs> we told him, hey, hey, bust Tyler's balls. Hey, for real. Like, literally, like, I'm sweating. I'm finishing a project, and I'm literally, like, I'm sweating, like, because I know Ben's going to give me a bad time about this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love it. Tyler, I'm messing with you, brother. Nice no, to meet you. Hey, great to meet you, man. Thank you for, uh, thank you for coming on. We're excited. So yeah. keep going, man. Yeah. Enjoying this. Keep so, going. Um, yeah. So I know, like, there, there's always that little kid inside, you know, who's just striving to 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 get there. And like, you know, because like, you know, I I found I found that power and I found my identity and my strength. And so like, I'm terrified to lose that. Mm-hmm. And I'm 42 years old now, and I'm still struggling with that. Like. Heaven for you know, heaven forbid I I get injured. And I've had multiple surgeries, and it messes with me more than it messes with most because mm. it's like my identity is like I feel like if I lose my strength, if I lose that, I'm vulnerable again and I'm not safe. And so mm. there's just there's a, there's always that psychological factor that you know you can trace this on most people all the way back to those those different moments as a child. Now and then, Ben, you bring up you know quitting. You know, that, that is another thing. That's one of those pivotal moments that I always go back to. And from that point on, I have always strived to be a good teammate because I felt like I failed mm-hmm. in, in my ability to actually be a good teammate for people. And so this is something that I was scared of for the longest time because I didn't want to I'm, – I'm always terrified to let my team down. Mm-hmm. So I overcompensate as an individual. So I try to bring as many gifts to the table, as many talents. Like I, I keep trying to bring everything to the table to show that I'm valuable to the team. Look, guys, here's what I can do because right. I didn't feel like that before. Dude, you, you – <laughs> We literally had this conversation like four days con- ago. I mean, you're, you're taking the words out yeah. of my mouth. I'm the same exact way. So many years of failing, letting people down – 
Now it's like, I'm going to do everything I can because I've got to prove my value. I've got to prove my worth to this team. Yeah, absolutely. And then, and if you're like me, then you, you strive and you basically like you thrive off of their admiration and their yes. compliments. Like, dude, Ben, that's great, dude. You smashed it here. It's just like, bro, that's, that's better than getting paid. It really you know, is. It's a compliment. It's a like, drug. Oh, dude, like Ben's the man. This is what he does. Like he put this whole podcast thing together. Da, da, da. You're like, and I just like that fuels you. Right. right. Yep. Yeah. So, dude, yep. So what's the downside that you've seen then of that mentality? Everything I haven't seen much of that. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. It's awesome. Right? Yeah. I mean, so I think like, from a sustainability standpoint, though, like, is that? Yeah, do you think that that's sure. something that you can keep that up? Because you know, you're the, you're always the first ones up. You're always the last ones to go down. Like from a sustainability and and also to just like a fulfillment, right? If you're always chasing for that fulfillment and you've yes. got to put in the work to do it, I mean, at when is enough? Yeah, and 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 I think that's a really good question, Tyler. And and I think it's when it starts to interfere in other areas of your life that are your priorities, like your family, like your time with your kids, you know, that, which is, which is, I mean, obviously when I had children, a lot of things changed cause it was, it was me. And it was like, I'm pursuing my vision. I'm overachieving. I'm creating blah, blah, blah. Then, you know, I got married and then my priorities shifted and then we had kids and it's now it's like, okay, now how can I try to find this balance? And, and the thing is I'm, I spent 10 years still struggling to find that balance and mm-hmm. I'm still trying to, trying to find it through all these other transitions in my life. And so, I mean, right now, like the, the two biggest things in my life, I mean, actually three is going to be like just maintaining my own health. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cause if I don't have that, I don't have anything. Right. Mm-hmm. And then my children and then my mission, you know, and then, and then, but, but I'll be honest with you. Um, uh, again, like I, I can't sit there and, and preach about, Oh, you need to find balance and all this stuff. Cause I'm still struggling to find it. And, mm-hmm. and Tyler, I still find myself burning out too. Yeah. You know, like it, it, as we speak, you know, I've, I've spent in the last two weeks, the most sleep I've gotten any given night is maybe five hours and it's yeah. not enough for me. I yeah. need seven to eight and I'm burning the candle at both ends. Yeah. It's like, but I'm working on something really big, you know, and, yeah. it's, and it's, it's, it's exciting. It keeps me going, but Again, I can't keep up this pace. Forever. Right. And, right. And, and you mentioned so, balance. And, and one of those things, and, and I think I've said it before, is when you say balance, because I always ask, I can't find balance. I can't find balance. When I transitioned from football to real estate, it was like, well, I can't find balance between family and work. And I can't. But then someone told me, and it was Matt Chandler, a pastor here in Dallas. And he said, hey, you talk about balance. Like, what is, what is balance? Mm-hmm. Balance means the scale is set and it doesn't move. Right. That's that's saying that that your life is stagnant and it's not going to move and you found the perfect equation and it's never going to change because there's no such thing as balance. And it's like that was kind of an enlightening thing for me. It was like, well, things are always going to I'm going to sometimes I'm going to have to give more time to work and my mission. And sometimes I'm going to have to really, really focus on my family because that's as a father as well. You know, we all are here and and I've got four little kiddos and and it's and it's like, yes, like faith, my family, my wife and my kids first and then work. But unfortunately, I mean, fortunately, unfortunately, your, your family doesn't require as much time as your work right. does, right? I'm, you're putting right. in 10, 12, 14 hour days yeah. for work and then you fit your family in. But, but we all say this and this is my, and I'm preaching, I'm talking to myself here. It's like, well, yeah, no, my family always comes first. Like I always pick it. But then even today, and, and this is a real life situation. We, we just got a dog and my wife is like, was like anti dog, like for 10 years. And I was like chipping away, chipping away, chipping away. And I even played dirty, like to get my my kids to like really guilt her into getting a dog. And, and so she finally gave in and we got it last week. We got this little, this little, uh, 
designer dog. Yeah, it's a, it's a pound right now, right? And my oh, wife God. is obsessed with this dog. Absolutely obsessed. She loves it because she loves babies. And she's like, I'm going to have a baby forever because it's going to be tiny, right? Well, it got sick this morning. And literally... Like this is like her, her world is like coming down and, and she's calling me, she's dropping it off at the vet and I have this really important call at 10 o'clock and she's literally mid sentence. I was like, okay, is the dog okay? She goes, yeah, it's going to be okay. And I was like, I've got to get off cause I have to get on this yeah. work call. Like that's the, yeah. I literally got on this call and I'm like, what am I doing? Like my wife, no question. I'm going to pick her over, over work. Hold on, but hold then on, I just hold on, did. Was it a deal you and I are on? It was. Oh, then you better get on that call. <laughs> you better get on that damn call. Yeah. <laughs> the dog can wait. Yeah. But 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 I but I sympathize with you, Chris, because it, it, it's so hard, right? It's it so is, hard it to is. find that. Yep, it, it is. And then and obviously, as parents, for for most of us here, like, you're, you're, are you all parents? Yep. Here? Yes. Oh, man, like you start focusing on business, especially when the kids are home and running around, and then you feel that parent guilt kicking mm-hmm. in and you're like oh man you know like dad 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 and i'm like hold on hold on hold on i gotta do this hold on hold mm-hmm. on hold on hold you know and it's just mm-hmm. like oh yeah. man and then, and then you just it starts to weigh on you and then i start to get i for me i start to get frantic and my anxiety goes up and yeah. then i can't handle things that are coming in it's just man i'm, mm-hmm. I, I'm with you it's just it's like balance. You, and there is never that balance nope. yeah. and this, and it's it's literally a moment by moment kind of thing of like which do you choose right now and then or or you know and i should be smart about this and just start time blocking yeah, you know right. you hear everybody talk about that it's just mm-hmm. like i need maybe it's structure maybe i just need more structure and strategy to this thing but, uh, but man, kids don't understand right? time blocks no. though no, <laughs> no they don't <laughs> yeah, that's right. right but you know one thing I, one thing and we talk about this and i know we 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 probably all differ in our own little way you know, part of life is you're entitled. Just said it when you're stagnant and you don't have these ups and downs. What is that about? Just being stagnant in itself is not for me. It's it's not scalable for me. I have to have some chaos in my life. I do. I mean, it's just it, it can't always be perfect. And everything I've done in my life, there's been some type of chaos. And through that chaos. You get better. You continue to grow through the, through the process. You have, again, balance is somewhere in there. But one thing about kids, they like to eat, right? Yeah. And I always look at my kids. So my kids are like, hey, dad, 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 dad. And I'm like, look, you want to eat this week? Yeah, then let me close this damn deal. Like, let me get this deal done. Like, that's part of it. I have the same conversation with my kids. I'm like, you see this roof over here? Yeah. I wish I was, I wish I was out there sitting on the couch with you guys right now. No, yeah, I, yeah. Oh, I know, man, yeah. this, it would, we, well, this whole, this whole video thing, man, we yeah. cannot wait to get past this and, and uh, we'll, we'll yeah. have you in and, and we'll actually, uh, we'll do this by a bonfire. I think that's yeah, the, that's, that's a good awesome. setting for oh, us. Yes. yes, absolutely. Yeah, that'd be amazing. So, so getting back to, cause we kind of left off at, at 15 years old. So getting back to your right. story. So, so going through high school, take us back there. At, you yeah, know, so, you're starting to see some progress in the weight room and, and all that. Yep. So high school was just uh, actually from sophomore, you know, halfway through sophomore year, junior year, senior year. I was just, I was the guy in the weight room. I was, I was basically the, uh, I was the trainer, trainer that everyone huh? would go to 
everyone knew like right after school show up in the weight room and, and CP is going to be in there, you know, preaching about bench press, back squat, deadlifts, proper form, you know, sets and reps and schemes and everything. So, um, that was, that was my go-to thing. So like, and for me, that was just my passion and I just loved it. And I, because it set me free, I wanted everybody else to feel that because yeah, that man. it was fitness that, that gave me that back. And so I, I felt like fitness could give that to everybody yeah. and I just couldn't give that out enough. Right. Yeah. So yeah, where did you, that was a different time, right? Like, so resources yeah. right now you can hop on Instagram. You can, you can find anything anywhere, but at right. that time, how did you learn this? How did you, okay. Proper technique on a back squat, like, you know, keeping your knees back. I mean, those are things that like as a teenager, like none of us knew right. that, right. We had the right. Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> modern bodybuilding encyclopedia. That's like, that was my resource, right? Like what, what did yeah. you have? Totally. So, well, actually, Tyler, so if you were here in the first 16 minutes. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. I was waiting for it. I love it. it. So I was going to say, we're repeating the question. I was yeah. so nervous to ask yeah. a question because I was like, I know for sure they covered it. Covered it. But, yeah. you know what? I, I'm not going to listen to that weakness. I'm going to ask it anyway. Hey, <laughs> Tyler, you're off the podcast. Yeah, you're, Chris, you're, you're our third host from now on. <laughs> Tyler, I'm so sorry, brother. I don't apologize, sorry. man. You are so much nicer than my co-hosts. <laughs> So I was saying, actually, like, um, my mom would take me to the grocery store, and every month I would get, you know, the new Flex magazine, Muscle mm. Fitness. So it was literally, it's all the bro science, okay. all the gym yes. science. So my, my first training was literally like, dude, you want a bigger biceps in 24 hours? Here's how you do it. Oh, you know? And it's just sounds, like, sounds yeah. legit. Right? Yeah, yeah. The back blaster. <laughs> so, you know, it was very bro science. But at the same time, it was just like, that's what I had access yeah. to. So... Um, which then led me into, in, you know, when I went to college, you know, I, there was a crazy tangent where I thought I was going to be an engineer. Then I thought I was going to be an airline pilot. So I, I went a few different directions. Um, what school did you I go went, to Chris? Yeah. Well, just say funny, it. You should just, ask. just say it. Just, I just wanted you to Forks say up. it. Forks Forks if you didn't know, <laughs> if you didn't know, them sun devils are in the house today. Yeah, yes, of course. <laughs> so, and which, by the way, has a phenomenal exercise science school. Yes. Now, um, now Dave, you, you graduated in 92? 92. Yes. Okay, that's right. So I, I was eight years after you. I was in 2000. Mm -hmm. And um, so I went to ASU and I got my degree in exercise science, of course, because I was just super passionate about it. But I, but believe it or not, I actually, at this point, I did not think I was going to be a personal trainer or anything because I didn't, I didn't see much of a future in it because mm -hmm. there are just so many trainers. It was just kind of a dime a dozen. And, and my father, he's an airline pilot. I looked up to him all my life. And so um, I had actually gone through and got all my ratings flying. I got private instructor multi-engine instructor, et cetera, my mm. commercial rating. And so I had actually built up 1200 hours as a flight instructor. I was working as a flight instructor as I was finishing my degree to go into the airlines. And, um, so sure enough, I had an airline. So I graduated and I, I finished off the rest of my hours as a flight instructor, but at this, I was moonlighting this whole time as a trainer at powerhouse gym starting mm. when I was 19 years mm. old. So I was like, I was a trainer at powerhouse. And then I would go to the, to the airport and I'd teach people how to fly. I'm studying exercise science. I'm just, you know, just to get the degree. And uh, at least it was, it was stuff that was applicable that I just loved to do. And I, it, was, it was awesome because it was real science behind biomechanics, physiology, et cetera. And um, anyway, fast forward to um, September. This is 2001. 
I had, I got my, an airline interview and then my airline interview was September 13th, 2001. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. How's how's that for time? Man. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, on September 11th, you know, I get the phone call. I was still sleeping at the time. And so, uh, I, I get a phone call from my mom. She, you know, turn on the TV. I, I, I turn it on and, you know, obviously I'm just horrified at what I'm seeing. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm shocked by this for about, you know, 30, 45 minutes, just glued to the television. And then, I, then the realization hits. I'm like, Oh my gosh, like there's going to be a mass, you know, ripple effect across mm-hmm. yes. all yeah. the, all industries. Mm-hmm. Oh crap. You know, I've invested thousands of dollars into flying and all this and the airlines are going to, they're going to crumble. Right. And so and they, they did, they fired and furloughed for a good year and a half, two years after that. And so, you know, within three hours, I get a phone call that my interview is canceled and, yeah. you know, and, and, and even at that, I, I'm, I'm just going to shoot you guys straight. So I was, I'm a, I was a flight instructor, certified flight instructor. I've, I've spent probably 700 hours teaching students how to fly and, but deep down inside, guys, I don't trust myself flying an airplane. Mm. I, it scares me to fly. I mm. love flying in airplanes, but I don't like flying them. Wow. And it was the craziest, but I was forcing myself down a path that I thought was going to be what I needed to do to start a family, to make a living, oh. to, to you know, be able to provide for my family in the future. Because my dad did such a great job doing that. And I love my dad. He's my hero. So I wanted to do what he did because it works. Right. And I was just years forcing myself. And I just, it always gave me a pit in my stomach because like, I just didn't love flying. I love my dad. I, you know, he's my hero, but just the, it just never felt right. I, and then what felt right was going, driving to the gym afterward and teaching people about fitness mm. and because that's my passion. And so I was literally forcing myself down a path that I wasn't supposed to walk for a long time. Mm. And, um, and sure enough, when everything happened, that was September 11th. On September 12th, I walked right into the local gym, Pure Fitness, met a man named Larry Arnold, greatest dude. And I was just like, I've got a degree in exercise science. He's like, you're hired. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, okay, cool. So I was, I became a trainer on September 12th Mm. and, and I was, I was already moonlighting as a trainer at powerhouse gym, but I'm like, let's make this official. So I went in there and I, and within, within about six months, um, actually not even that, probably within about four months, I had a waiting list and because I was the trainer in there, he was just, it was, I was teaching and I was excited about everything I was doing and people were watching before, you know, I had a crowd of people listening as I was, you know, teaching people. And so then sure enough, you know, what do trainers do in big box gyms when they build up a big list? They leave. Yep. <laughs> with, yep. With, yep. With, I'm tired of sharing my money. <laughs> I was tired of making eight fifty an hour. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to take my clients and I'm going to go start a studio with a really good buddy of mine who also had a waiting list there. So we just picked up, we left, we took over the training at um world gym. Uh, I don't know if you remember there's, it's, it used to be, there's a theater on rural and, um, rural road. I want to it's yep on rural road and um university there is a there, um it was cornerstone do you remember the cornerstone, cornerstone yes 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 so, so that's where your gym, gym was there. that's where my gym was and mark verstegan went in next door yeah. with athletes performance uh, absolutely yeah. know exactly so, where you are yep 
So, yeah. so Mark and I got to, so Mark for everyone listening, he started API athletes performance with which then became, um, and he's a brilliant man. So he and I got to be friends over there cause we shared the same dumpster. I was running training <laughs> out of world gym in Cornerstone and then, and Mark, he had API right next to us. So anyway, um, we just had a great time. Wow. It was awesome. And, and a, you know, my buddy was there. So I was like, Hey, well, we need to let people know that we're here, that we're training, you know, things are going great here because we actually, we started our own training company inside that world gym. So I was like, um, a, a friend of mine, he, I landed a, a, a gig modeling Hugo boss clothes on good morning, Arizona. And so he's like, Hey, would you come in here and just wear, wear something on, on the news real quick for me? So I go in there and I'm modeling stuff on the news. And I, but the thing is, because I made it through those doors, I had an agenda and I'm like, before I leave, I'm going to ask one of these producers if I can do a morning segment on good morning, Arizona, because mm-hmm. if I can land a good mo- a, a morning segment there, man, I can, I can number one, teach people all about health all and right. fitness. And I can let them know that, Hey, we just start, we got our own personal training company, everything. So sure enough, I mean, it's like, it's, if you ask for it, yes, yeah, yeah, it's it's the craziest thing because I spent probably fifty times in that in that station. I was like, no, I'm, I can't do it. They're yeah. gonna say no. Yeah. No, I can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. You're right. But the thing is, and then and then you know, you know I, I had the conversation with, with myself. I said, look, if they say no, I'm just gonna walk out of here the exact the exact same thing I walked yeah. in. But if they say yes. Guess what? I got a TV segment. I walked right up to one of the producers and I was like, Hey, I got a degree in exercise science. I got some great ideas. I even, I even written some ideas for segments down and I handed them over to her. She, she takes a look at it. She goes, well, no one's just asked me for a TV segment, but yeah, you want to come in Monday? Yeah. Like, yeah. Holy you mean my job as a producer is to find content and you're going to provide me really yeah. good content. Yeah, okay, that sounds like a deal. (laughs) Dude, that's it. And so, so many people, they stop themselves, they talk themselves out of doing something that they they love doing, something that they could excel at and and putting themselves in a position where they can really make an impact in people's lives. We talk ourselves out of it all the time. There's something so beautiful in just asking. Just pick up the phone and ask. And sure enough, more times than not, you actually get what you want. that's, That's such a good concept because it sounds so simple. But for whatever reason, like you just said, we talk we, the head trash. We talk ourselves out of it. Oh. But to your Dude. point, you're leaving. If you don't ask, you're gonna, or whether you get a no or you don't ask, it's the same result. So you might as well ask. You might as well. What do you have to lose? Right. I'm yeah. telling you, I'm I'm sitting right here, and and yeah, if you look at the the resume, it's big. And the only reason being, the only reason I was able to create 90% of those opportunities is because I asked for them. Mm, you so weren't good. given to me. I literally just went, you know, it's just like, oh, um, you know, I, there was a product that I invented, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I really want to get this into Whole Foods. So I started asking around and I was like, I really want to talk to the CEO of Whole Foods. Before you know it, after two weeks of asking around, I'm on the phone with John Mackey. You know, no. like, you know the yeah. CEO of Whole Foods. <laughs> and the thing is, just ask. You know, it's just like, it's that's probably one of the yeah. one of the greatest lessons I've ever learned in my life is that anybody can you can create anything you can manifest everything yeah. if you simply put, you got it but you speak it into existence, existence yep. yes yeah. so true you have to keep asking those yeah and just ask for the opportunity and ask yeah. for the opportunity and before you know it and with persistence 
there's, I mean, there's only been a couple doors I have not been able to, yeah. to unlock. And that's, and that's a really, really good point because I think, and maybe it's, maybe it's our culture, maybe it's media because everything's focused around negativity and being pessimistic. Like at the core, people want to help people. And if you ask for it, if they don't know you want help, unless you actually ask for it, like instead of thinking, okay, hey, this is, oh my gosh, I'm a burden I'm this, I'm that, like get rid of that, that mentality. Like, because that's what our culture drives into us. That's what news, that's what media like tells us like, no, no, you're not good enough. No, you're not good enough. This is an exclusive club. You don't belong here. No, people want to help people. And, and, and honestly, and, and people have the people that are at the top, People help them get there, so they want to repay it. So don't be afraid to ask. I, I, that's 100%. a great point. That's a great point. And, and let me tell you also, someone who actually comes up and asks, you know that that's a proactive person. Absolutely. Yeah. They've yeah. actually, yeah, they yeah. got what it takes to get there and to excel because they're actually they're, they're simply taking they're putting it into action. So that if I'm if I'm in a position to give that person an opportunity, I'm like, yeah, I like that because you got the balls to even ask. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, right? the confidence. And yeah. I, I've run into that across. Across the board with production companies and CEOs and mayors and governors. It's crazy. Like oh. they're looking for proactive people that just want to thrive and they have to have good ideas. So yeah, no, it's, it's been awesome. So anyway, sorry, I digress. No, 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 this is, <laughs> this is gold perfect. right here. Yeah, this is perfect. So, so I landed a gig as the good morning Arizona fitness guy. And I, oh, so I wait, wait, what was your, what was your first day? Like when you first, your, your first day of content, I need to know what you, what was the content that you provided? Yes. So it was, I actually brought on a device and it, it, it was called the uh, body gem. I'll never forget my very first segment. It's, it's funny. You mentioned, you asked the question because you know, as well as I do, it's like that first experience on TV. First of all, I sat there in the parking lot before I walked in trying not to vomit because I was so nervous. Right? Cause it was like, this is my chance. And, and I brought on a device called the body gem and it's, it's a, a, a metabolic calorimeter. So it measures oxygen, um, oxygen consumption. So you breathe into this thing and it's, it's got these gold diodes that actually measures your, your resting metabolic rate. So it was a really cool breakthrough technology mm. 10 years ago, actually no, 18 years ago. And, um, and so I wanted to come on and, and just talk about the, you know, the, like some of the technology that's out there these days. And, and I was so nervous. Um, but I also have a lot to say. And so the, the, the news anchor woman, sweetest lady, her name is Marty Velasco Haynes. And I, I worked with her for like another four or five years. But so she, she opens up the segment. She's like, hi, I'm here with Chris Powell and he's here to, to explain. And I'm like, thanks Marty. So anyway, <laughs> I didn't let her get one word. And I literally, I railroaded her and I go back to it and I watch that clip and I'm like, Oh my gosh. Like, how did they ever invite me? You got a lot of knowledge to share in that 90 second segment though. Like you got to get it in. I get it. Yes. Yes. You, like, you, and that's the thing. They give you like two minutes and 45 seconds yeah, and yeah. you got to cram it in. Yeah. And I had, I had practiced so much. And so I railroaded her. Anyway, they all got the biggest kick out of it. They thought it was, it was hilarious, but they loved my excitement. Yeah. So right. then they invited me back. Yeah. And, and after about six months of doing these different segments, one of the producers calls me aside and she's like, hey, here's the thing. This is when they had the Nielsen ratings. So they could actually see yeah, when yeah. people are watching and everything. She's like, hey, we've actually, you know, we've got the Nielsen ratings here. And when you go on for your five-minute segment, the, the numbers go up, which is good. But here's the catch. 
nobody knows what you're talking about. <laughs> they, they, they see you get all excited. And I was talking about super compensation and glycogen yeah. depletion and fossil, <laughs> talking phosphor creatine stores. Because I'm coming you know, from my right. yeah, yeah. neurology and And she's like, let me tell you what people, what your audience wants to know. Top three exercises for your booty. I was going to say yeah. butt clinches and. <laughs> yes, man, exactly. Like, a, give us a one minute meal. You yeah. know, and I was like, got it. Yeah. So I shifted my, my segments and something really wild happened when I shifted those segments. Again, I'm on every Monday and I shifted everything to weight loss and simplified it all. Emails started pouring in. And what was really unique about the emails were it, what the emails were with like, Hey, Chris, I need your help. I'm 450 pounds. I'm diabetic and I just lost my left leg. Um, hey, Chris, mm. I, I need your help. I'm 500 pounds. And the doctor said, I'm going to die. You know, hey, Chris, I need your help. I'm, you know, 580 pounds. And, and, and all of a sudden, I real, and this is a statewide broadcast. And I realized that there is a huge population of people out there that are struggling and they're suffering. And the mountain is so big. They don't, they don't think they can climb it. Mm. They don't know where to start and they're desperate. And they're, they're the most amazing people that prided themselves on being invisible. Mm. You know, they say, they say like, I, I only go out at night because I can't handle the ridicule. And like, and the, the emails were pouring in and I didn't even know that they were there. Mm. And, and there was one in particular, there was a gentleman, he was 630 pounds. And he wrote and he's like, Hey dude, I've been watching you for like six months. I just think you're a really cool guy. And I don't know where to start, but he's like, I'm 25 years old. I was 23 at the time. He's like, I'm 25. And the doctor just left my house. He said, I'm not going to live to see 30. And he's like, this isn't the life I wanted for myself. I want to get married. I want to be a dad. I want to do all these different things. He just, he was a really heartbreaking letter and I couldn't stop thinking about it. And he had been stuck in his house for two years. And I was like, I thought about it for a little while. He left his address down below. And um, about a week, a week later, I just couldn't stop thinking about it. I drove out to his house. I knew he was there, right? Mm, just, yeah. He wasn't going to go anywhere. And, um, and so I just knocked on the door. He answered the door. He's like, dude, I was like, hey, what's up? I just want to meet you. And we sat down. 10 minutes in, I'm like, this is one of the coolest dudes I've ever met. We laughed the whole time. Mm -hmm. And I was like, man, I don't know where this is going to go, but I'll see you Tuesday. And I ended up, I showed up every other day for two years. He ended up becoming one of my best friends, lost 400 pounds oh. and totally changed his life. So he went from 630 pounds to 229. Uh, I got, I rounded up all my doctor buddies. We got his teeth done, got his eyes done. He, uh, five skin surgeries to remove the skin. Mm. And he was a great looking dude. I got him certified to be a trainer. Oh. And, and, and then, then we actually ended up living, living together for two years after that. Um, um, but he's just, he was my, he was my dude, man. Like, and he still is. So David Smith is his name and man, it was, we had the most amazing adventures. And so we went through that. And the craziest thing though, was that, um, about after he lost all the weight, he posted his befores and afters on a social media website that you guys wouldn't know anything about. It's called MySpace. So he posted his befores and afters on MySpace and a couple, a website called E-Bombs World yeah. pulled his befores and afters off and then they, and they, they published them and it went viral. Oh. And within a week, we're getting calls from Oprah 2020, the Today wow. Show, because they're blown away at this transformation. And we had already done it. Like it, he'd already lost the weight and kept it off for like a year at this point. I mean, this 
he it was two years to lose all the weight and then a year of all the surgeries and so we did did the crazy circuit of you know of all these tv shows and they're just blown away at this transformation in our friendship and everything so it was it was a really wild ride so um, in that time had you worked with any other uh, any other individuals that had this? It was just, it was okay. This David, huh? it was just, just David. Just David. Wow. Yeah. And, and, and so I, I didn't coming into it. I, my, my whole approach was so scientific. I didn't understand any of the psychology behind it. Uh-huh. I didn't realize that because I felt that he was changing, you know, and he, we were transforming his body because of carb cycling and because of progressive overload, because of all these different things Those were happening. But the only reason those were actually happening was because, there was trust and there was friendship yeah. and there was camaraderie and there was, you know, and, and, and there was so much that we satisfied in each other's emotional needs of just of us being best friends. And, and because of that, everything else fell into place. And, um, and then it, the, the journey actually went in a few different directions from there. Like actually, as we were going through that, I, I invented a, a nutrition system and I saved up all my money and, um, and I tooled a factory in China. I sent over a couple hundred thousand dollars. The whole thing went upside down. I lost everything. Also during this time, I herniated a disc in my spine. Doctor put me on Vicodin and I got hooked. Mm. And so, and I was, I was heavy into opiates for two years straight. And so losing all my money with the business and not knowing what I'm doing there because I, I didn't understand business at all. I didn't understand tooling factories and shipping product over and all that. I'm a trainer by trade. And um, that combined with the painkiller addiction, you know, as I was losing everything financially, I realized that while the painkillers killed the pain physically, it also killed the pain emotionally mm. of the fact that I was losing everything. And I started to feel like a, I, I felt like a failure. And but I was also, I'm Chris Powell. I'm the fitness guy mm. on Good Morning Arizona. And everyone was like, dude, you're the man. You're doing all this stuff. You're inventing things. You changed David's life. You know, you're doing all these things. And so there's all this pressure to, to maintain that. Yeah. You yeah. know, and I got to be this guy. And uh, I, so I, I spent two years covering it up with, with painkillers. And, and it got to a point where it was, I was out of control. Mm. And, um, so, and I, I moved in with a good buddy of mine who was also really struggling with painkillers as well. So it's not a good, that's not a good situation. Right. Yeah. Yep. You know, you, you feed off each other and he ended up going upside down with them. And in, he ended up in the hospital for eight weeks and then in a, in a clinic, a methadone clinic. And it was during this time I lost everything. I lost all my money. Um, and when, when we were living in this condo together, when we lost the condo, I, I couldn't afford to live anywhere. So I literally had a duffel bag. I put it in the trunk of my car and I started sleeping on couches. Wow. And yeah. And so, Amazing. and this is guys, this is 2008, May, 2008. Wow. So, you know, and we'd been on this crazy ride and, you know, like, and, and Dave and I were still best friends and he was calling me on the regular, just checking in on me. Cause he knew I was, I was in the thick of it. Yeah. And, and so even like I had, here's the thing. Everyone in the world saw how I had changed his life, but they didn't see behind the scenes of him helping me change mm-hmm. my life because he was always there for me. And even after we'd gone through all that pretty, like, you know, so much stuff. And um, so I remember I was sleeping on couches. And uh, this at this point, because I saw my, my roommate go upside down, my next door neighbor, who also knew that I was struggling at the time, he's like, hey, why don't you come just chill out and sweat it out? 
on my, you can stay in my, in my guest room because he, he knew I was heavily addicted to, to opiates at the time. And so he let me stay in his guest room and I just, I do, I bit the bullet. I grinded it out. For oh three man. Days. That had so, to be, yeah. that, that had to be so hard, man. Without, I mean, you, you didn't have any medical help. So you basically no. bit the bullet and just slept on the couch and just what, man, that's, that's uh, a lot of people don't come back from that now. No, and, and I would I, listen to anybody listening. I don't recommend that. Talk mm. to your doctor. You're like, you got to get help for that. I didn't know better. I, again, I was in, I was just dealing with all my own stuff. And so this, it's the only thing I knew what to do at the time. Mm. And so, um, yeah. And so I, I, I did it. And then after three days, you know, you know, the, 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 the struggle is always there right. because it's just like when things aren't going well, you're always going to want to reach for something that's going to numb it. They mm. always wanted the escape, but it was something I just knew I couldn't go back to because I had tried and failed so many times before. And so I ended up picking up and thinking geography, you know, geographical therapy is going to work. So I packed everything in my car, drove out to California, slept on my friend's you know, couch out in California for a couple of weeks, tried to get a few jobs out there and nothing was happening. So I, then I, I woke up in California one day and I realized I'm like, dude, I can't run away from my problems. I still, I still want to reach for painkillers every day. I haven't, which is a, that's a win, but I got to go back to Arizona and, and I got to clean up my messes. I got to dig myself out of my hole financially. Cause mm. at this point I owed two, almost $200,000 to oh. people I had borrowed money from mm. to run my product. And so I was running away from a lot. And so on the way out of town, I actually stopped in a tattoo parlor and I got the Roman numerals one through a million tattooed down my side. And I said, I, I told the, the girl who was tattooing him on it. I was like, I don't know how I'm going to do this. But I was like, I got to have something to live for. And this is my promise to myself is that by the time I leave this earth, I'm going to change a million lives. Oh. And so she, she tattooed the Roman numerals down. It's, it's one, 100, 500, 1,000, 10,000, 100,000, a million. And, uh, and so I figured as, as I, I'll collect thank yous and as I do, I'll cross them off. And, uh, you know, I had no idea where the future was going to take me at this point. So I drove back to Arizona. Um, David opened up his house to me, David and his family. And I slept, you know, my buddy that I helped lose yeah. all the weight, mm-hmm. slept on, on his couch for, uh, six months, got back on my feet, started working again, started training again. And, um, within, 10 months of that actually it was, uh, actually it was in within three months, I went to a self-improvement seminar where I met my, um, future wife, Heidi. Mm -hmm. And, and within nine months, um, I ended up like about eight months later, got a random phone call from a friend of mine who had actually seen some of, uh, you know, David's transformation and she's like, dude, this is amazing what, what you guys have been through, blah, 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 blah. This is awesome. Um, and she's like, hey, I, I, I let her know because now that I had gotten back on my feet, I was actually going to open up a studio and I was going to start working with super obese individuals taken through transformation. Mm-hmm. I said, well, I'm going to start doing this with a lot more people. Do you guys want to shoot it? Because the friend of mine who actually who called me up, she was a casting agent for a production company. Okay. Mm-hmm. She goes, hold on, let me talk to my boss. Her boss calls me up. Two hours later, he's like, dude, great job. I saw what you, what you did. And I was like, awesome, thanks. He's like, would you be interested in coming out to LA and consulting us on the development of a TV show? And I was like, yeah, okay, cool. Like, yeah, let's, <laughs> let's, let's, let's go. Yeah, for sure. So I, I picked up, I drove out to LA with Heidi at the time. And we sat there and we actually created the whole concept for Extreme at the time. Mm. It was, uh, the, the, the working title was Obese. Mm. 
because it was going to be dramatic and we wanted to tell the real story of the emotion behind it. And uh, so we started creating the concept for a show, um, came back, went back and forth with them, you know, just phone calls, et cetera, went out to LA twice on the development of the show, mapped the whole thing out, went home, didn't hear anything for three months, no phone call, no nothing, random phone call out of the blue one afternoon. It was JD, the, the CEO of the production company. He's like, dude, we just sold your show. Wow. Get out of here. Get out of here. No way. And remember, I was a consultant and Mm -hmm. we were developing the show for a real celebrity trainer. Right. Here goes the the worst (laughs) celebrity trainer. And and I was like, get out of here. I was like, that's so cool. He's just like, yeah, yeah. And he's a really dramatic guy. Like he's awesome. He's just a really dramatic guy though. And he's just like, Yeah, so you want to know who we sold it who we sold it to? It's like, Oh yeah, of course. He's like ABC. Oh, wow. like, oh, that's awesome. Never heard of him. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, this is amazing. It was so cool. I was like, well, go team. He's like, well, yeah, go team. I said, so who's the guy? You're like, who, who's the trainer? Long drawn out pause. He goes, you are. Oh, wow. And, then I, I, it, and Heidi was actually sitting in my kitchen. David was over in the corner. I go, and uh and so i'm like wait wait wait, hold on what does that mean he goes well it means you're leaving in five weeks so pack your bags and i was like get out of here okay so i and the rest is history i hit the road we did 76 transformations over five years man crazy Boy, you were Amazing. checking them off the side then, weren't you? Yeah. <laughs> it was incredible. Blessed. Absolutely blessed. And, you know, the show, you know, aired in the United States. And then Warner Brothers bought the show. And they, they sold it around the world to 148 countries. Wow. So it's been really wild, you know. And now, you know, so it's, you know, Brazil and Slovakia and United Arab Emirates. And it's in Russia on TLC. And it's in Argentina. I mean, it's just the coolest thing yeah. to have had that impact, you know. And, and so... Yeah, it's guys. It's been a really, really wild ride. That's so sure. okay, so you you had one transformation with David. Um, what was it like? And it, what did you learn? Like, what were some of the things that you did not anticipate? You know, like experiencing and or learning through the process. Because you know, David is one personality. Now you're you're meeting yeah. completely different types of people across the board and working with them and changing their lives. What were some yes. of the things that stuck out to you through those five years that you know that you didn't anticipate? Um, well, the, the one thing that I really learned as far as like the real, the root of transformation, again, remember I, I'm a very science-based mm-hmm. person. And so it was always about the physiological mechanisms behind, you know, the nutrition, the exercise, et cetera. Um, but I realized transformation has nothing to do with that at all. That is 100% secondary. Um, the real path of transformation and this actually took a couple, this, this was, this wasn't, this really didn't come to fruition, this realization until season two ish season three. Um, and it was just, it was through experience. It was through a lot of the life coaching I'd been through myself, my own personal experience, you, you know, connecting and, and, and communicating with Heidi about what we had been through and what we were mapping through this process. I'll get to the, the, the gist of it right here. The, the path of transformation for any human, this is not just a, an overweight or an obese thing, but the path of any permanent sustainable transformation, it's all rooted in personal integrity. And I'll, I'll define that really quick, like of what that is to, to, to us. And that is doing what you say you're going to do when you say you're going to do it 
when nobody else is watching. Mm. And, and the very first conversation I have with anybody as they're about to go through the journey of transformation, I'll say the only reason you're sitting right here in front of me right now, the only reason you've ever struggled is because you don't have integrity. And you can mm. imagine how that lands. Yeah, that's yeah. not. Usually people yeah, are like, that, yeah. Yeah. you don't know me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. Oh yeah. And I say, hold on. Let, let, let me let me clarify this. I know I know without a shadow of a doubt that if you tell someone you're going to do something, you do it. You know, if you tell your friend, if you tell Darren, hey, I'll 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 be there at lunch at noon. Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. Lack of. Yeah, I'm thinking I need to come out to Arizona and get a personal transformation for sure. <laughs> I, I'm not going to be there. But, but like if you tell Darren, hey, I'm going to be there at noon, you show up at noon. You show up, you're there at 11.58. You know, it's like, hey, you tell your kids you're going to pick them up at school on time, you're there, uh, right? Like if, if you tell someone you're going to do something, you're going to come through for them, you do it. Mm-hmm. And then, But then I will look them straight in the eye and say, well, how many times have you said the diet starts Monday? Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, how many times have you said 2017? This is my year. Oh, mm-hmm. how many times have you said I'm gonna start? I'm gonna set my clock for 5 a.m. tomorrow, and I'm gonna do 30 minutes of cardio. And you hit snooze, 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 snooze. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm like, get. You have person. You, you have integrity with everybody else except yourself, Self, except yeah. the most important person in the world. Mm-hmm. That's why you're sitting here right now. And it's my job as a trainer not to just lay out some stupid diet and exercise program because there's no power in that. Yep. All the power for transformation lies in your heart and in your word to yourself and following through with that word. And it's my job, is my sole job as your coach is to help you make smart promises, commitments to yourself and hold you accountable to keeping those commitments to yourself. Mm-hmm. That's it. And I'm going to do that until you don't need me anymore. Because mm. if I do my job well, then over time, you're going to realize the value of what it is that you're doing. Like when you say you're going to do something, when you say I'm going to do 10 minutes of cardio um, and you do nine minutes and 58 seconds, you lose. Yeah. You lost. Mm-hmm. You lost. You're not ready. Get off the treadmill. Go home. You're not ready to transform. Mm-hmm. And, and, and it, it's, it's the, the biggest thing, though, when you make a commitment with, with yourself – you're gambling with the most important thing in the world. And here's the thing. We have to change the perspective of it's not about the number on the scale. Because people watch the show and they're like, wow, they lost 200 pounds. That's amazing. Cool. Oh. Let me tell you, everyone who's gone through the journey with us, they don't give a crap about the number on the scale. Yeah. When you see them after a year of going through transformation and they stand out there on that stage and their chest is out and their chin is high, what is it that, they're, that, what is it that you feel when you see them? They love themselves. Right. There's dignity. Yeah. There's belief. There's confidence. There's all those things. Isn't that what we want? Yeah. I don't. I don't care about if someone's 140 pounds. I don't care about the gravitational pull of the Earth on their mass. Mm. Right. It doesn't make a difference to me, and it doesn't make a difference to them. What is it that we? I want for everybody in this world. I want everyone to love themselves. Yeah. I want everyone to have confidence and belief in themselves and esteem. Like now we're talking about the real thing. Like this is what humanity needs Mm -hmm. because people don't believe in themselves. They don't have any self-esteem. They don't have confidence. They feel terrible about themselves. How have you dealt? I know you went through, and I want to go back on that because there's, there's so many people out there who have guilt. Like you've had to, in your own life, you've had to overcome some of that guilt that, you know, the addiction, you had to overcome that. And there was guilt in that, but you work, you're working with people now 
who feel guilty because it may they may have a, a two weeks where they're on top of things and they're yes. holding themselves accountable and then they fall off and then they never get back. I'm yeah. so sorry. I think that my, my kids are my doorbell. Yeah, <laughs> you good. Go for it. I got it. Dude, I'm on a podcast right now. <laughs> You're good. <laughs> it's my son, Cash. <laughs> I knew. It. What awesome. is it with doorbells and kids? Like, why is it so cool? I don't understand. <laughs> That's awesome. So, so um, Darren, great question. And so, um, when I, so dealing with the guilt. Here's the thing. Um. Everybody that, that I work with, when we first start their journey, they're in a really dark place, right? They're, you know, and, and I'll even ask them, how do you feel about yourself? Well, I hate myself. Look at me, you know, and, and, and they, they don't believe in themselves. They, they do feel that guilt because they let themselves get that way. Love you, buddy. See you, dude. Nice jacket, by the way. <laughs> he, he got a, uh, he's Wolverine for, uh, for ah, Halloween. Very nice. He's, Leather jacket. Yes, he's got, yes, yes. Yes, he's got yeah. Logan's jacket and he's got the, the claws and everything. That's awesome. Um, so, the, but they're in this really dark place and, 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 there, but there's a formula to how they got there. And, and guilt is part of that equation that mm. comes into it. And so you'll, you'll see where I'm going with this here. Um, here's how it works. Again, it is all rooted in what I was talking about before, in integrity, in giving your word to yourself. So how did they get there? And the the thing is, like, I'll ask them, hey, how do you feel about yourself? I hate myself. Do you know how you got there? Well, look at me. I said, well, I'm looking at you, and I don't see 200 pounds of extra body fat. I'm looking at 200 pounds of broken promises. That's all Mm -hmm. I see. That's why you feel the way that you do. And how how are we going to get you out of that? We simply reverse engineer the whole thing. You got to where you're at because you said, I'm going to do this and you didn't do it. Or you did it for a day or two, then you broke your promise. Then I'm going to do this again. You did it for a day or two, then you broke your promise. And now what comes with that? Of course, the guilt comes along with that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. The, the, the lack of belief in yourself, the negative self-talk and all those things. Because what happens is what we're playing with is dignity. So in personal integrity is your ability to keep your commitments to yourself. And your personal integrity is directly tied to your dignity your confidence, your self-esteem, your self-love. And when you make and break a commitment to yourself, your dignity takes a hit. Mm-hmm. And then you make and break another one, your dignity takes a hit. You make and break another one, it takes a hit over and over and over. That's why I say I see 200 pounds of broken promises. That's what we're looking at. Mm-hmm. And how are we going to get you out? You're going to make a promise to yourself and you're going to keep it. And I'm not going to let you make another promise until you know without a shadow of a doubt you can keep it. The, the last thing in the world that we can ever have in the journey of transformation as a coach is a broken promise because the moment a promise gets broken, that's when a backslide can start. Mm-hmm. And so, so our sole mantra in the journey of transformation and keeping, someone, keeping our people going is keep them winning. You have to keep them winning. And when you do, the guilt starts to go. You start to build belief. And how do we do that? We, I'll take someone who says, okay, dude, I'm ready to go. Let's do this. I'm going to do 30 minutes of cardio a day. I said, no, you're not. Stop it. I'm, as a good coach, there's no way in hell I'm going to let you make that commitment to yourself. Give me five minutes of cardio. Then let's talk in a week. Mm-hmm. Because 30 minutes is just too much. It's just not reasonable for a lot of people. They go, well, okay, I'm going to drink a gallon of water a day. No, you're not. Drink an extra quart. Let's start there. And let's talk in a week. If you can do that for a week, 
we'll build upon it. We'll give you two courts. And if you can do mm-hmm. five minutes a day, then we'll, we'll give you 10. Dude, the human body moves in slow motion anyway, but yeah, I can. So we start with five basic commitments. Those five commitments are drink an extra quart of water a day. When someone has proven that to me over and over and over again for a week or two weeks, and they, I know without a shadow of a doubt they can do it, they, and they know without a shadow of a doubt they can do it, then, okay, well, let's eat breakfast within 30 minutes of waking, or if you're intermittent fasting whenever your feeding window opens. Cool. When they do that over and over and over and over again, it's, okay, deliberately move for five minutes a day. Guys, mm. this is the formula to how I help people lose 200 pounds. Right. It's a, I know it sounds crazy because the American Heart Association says 30 minutes of moderate <laughs> to high intensity activity, five days a week, blah, 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 150 minutes. I get it. Yes, that's good for you physiologically, but you the moment you throw in, oh, and here's human behavior, everything goes out the window, mm, <laughs> right? right? And so you right. Ha- we shrink everything down to the microscopic level, to the baby steps. And then from there, you know, once I've got them, you know, eating breakfast within 30 minutes or with whenever the feeding window opens, it's, oh, then have a, have protein with every meal. Mm-hmm. So then you have protein mm-hmm. with every meal. Okay, great. Now let's get your sugar to under 50 grams a day. You know, it's just, again, we tiny little baby steps, but guess what? A lot of people never even get that far. They just keep three promises. They, they just make it to three promises. And guess what happens when they're keeping those simple three promises? They start again. I don't care about the physical ramifications. Mm-hmm. They're keeping their promises to themselves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. However, all of a sudden the scale starts dropping right. and all they're doing is they're drinking more water. They don't realize that physiologically it's curbing those, their hunger mechanisms. It's keeping them hydrated. It's boosting the metabolic rate. We don't need to worry about that. Just keep the freaking promise to yourself. Mm-hmm. That's all. That's your job. Gosh. That's all we do. Yeah. You get it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And that's, and that, and I'm, gosh, go ahead. Yeah, and that's all we do. Like we shrink it down because you're get, but the, you got to realize if you say you're going to do something, especially to yourself, you're gambling with the most important thing in the world because if you break that promise, your dignity takes a hit. Mm-hmm. There's nothing in the world that's worse than when your dignity takes that hit right. because mm-hmm. that's when you lose your self-belief. That's when you start the negative self-talk and that's what begins the downward slide. So keep winning. Keep, keep the promises small and you will just keep climbing. And before you know it, in a month, two months, three months, they're like, holy crap. People are like, how'd they get him to lose 200 pounds? Why are they moving for five minutes a day? You know, mm, now wow. granted, it might've grown to 15, 20, 30 minutes. But uh, let me tell you, all the people that we've worked with in transformation, nine minutes into their, into their, into their transformation, if they had committed to 30 minutes and I tried to pull them off a treadmill at 29 minutes, they'd throw a punch at me. Yeah. <laughs> they, would, they, they would fight me. All right. All right. What's, what's an extra minute physiologically? It's everything mm. when it comes to integrity. Right. Because right. there's no way they're not going to let me mess with their dignity. You They're know, worth more than that. You know, it's funny because my wife, my wife and I love love the show, and so we used to watch it every weekend. But one thing that that we always saw and we loved about you and and, and your approach to, um, you know, the individuals that came on the show um, is is it you made them and and again this is an outside viewer and maybe that's TV, but you made them believe in themselves before, like you believed in them before they believed in themselves. And I'm assuming you get to that point because everyone's written you off and they don't feel like anybody believes in me. Anybody loves me. And it's like, now there's this person that believes that I can do it now. I mean, I mean, there's, there's that connection, right? 
and that's what yeah. I think as humans we strive for is to, to be connected to people. And, yeah. and if you get to a point in your life that's riddled with guilt and failure and broken promises, like you don't feel like you're worthy of any of those things. But then if someone breaks through and it's like, man, I love you. I don't care yeah. if you're 450 pounds so or you're 175 yeah, you're with 5% that. body fat. Like that. I love you no matter yeah. what. Yeah. And the power yeah. in that and the encouragement in that. And then you give them the tangible skills that you're that you're talking about right now. I mean, gosh, it, I mean, no offense, but man, that sounds pretty simple. Like you get to it, it's like it is, and it, because it's so simple, now you get why it's so easy to yeah. believe in people. Yeah, it right. is because they're just trying to take on too much. Yeah. I believe that every human can transform. Mm. Again, they just don't understand how simple it really is. Right, you know, and and they're just they keep overreaching. It's easy to believe in people. Yeah. It yeah. really is. Isn't it crazy? Isn't that crazy? And I'm, I'm, we're sitting here, and how simple is it? Like, in order to like change people, if you just like people, mm. you know, just like I'm watching the show. When I'm watching the show, it's it's obvious that you love people. Like, yeah. I, how many people are out there that just don't like to to pour pour themselves into or give time? Like, yeah. if you actually love people or like people, how big of a difference can you actually make? Start checking off it's that one simple. in a million. Start it's checking it off. Yeah. It's that simple. Yeah. It is. It is. And, you know, the, the, the sad part is that not enough people feel loved. That's right. Not, not enough people feel that belief, you know, because most of the po- folks that, that I've run into out there, again, it's not even a, a weight thing. That a, lot, a lot of the humans I've run into that aren't, they don't struggle with their weight at all. They don't believe in themselves. Yeah. You know, like we, we, there isn't enough love out there. Yeah. There isn't enough belief. You know, that's why it's just like, it's so important for, for us just to, just to be aware of that and just try to spread it as much as we possibly mm-hmm. can and give a compliment to a stranger. Tell someone that you love them. Tell someone that you believe them. You know, tell, tell kids that, Hey, there's, you know, you're so powerful. There's nothing you can't do once you set your mind to it kids don't hear that from mm. nearly enough people. Mm. They just, we need, we need more of it. We yeah. certainly need a lot more of it out there. And you know, the other element to this is, is you get, say it's 200 pounds that I have to lose. You, you get so, it's so easy to focus on that 200 and, and these daily wins that you're talking about. So how do you keep people into the fight when it's such a, I want it now mentality I want to lose 200 pounds today. How do you keep uh, these daily wins? It sounds like that's how you keep people in the fight, but it's hard to not focus on that 200 or whatever the, yeah. whatever the ultimate goal is. It's hard to stay in the now. It, it really is. And, the, and that, that's going to be a constant battle no matter what. And like we, we actually call it like everyone's playing two games. There's a numbers game and then there's a transformation game. Transformation game is keeping your promises to yourself, integrity, etc. Then the numbers game is like, dude, I'm doing I'm moving deliberately five minutes a day. I'm drinking my water. I'm eating my protein. That scale better drop two pounds this week. Right? Right. Yeah. And, like, and yeah. that's a numbers game, and it's real, and we're all going to slip into it. Mm. You know, but the, the biggest thing that, that we that we focus on as coaches, helping people through large transformation. You know, say I'm working with someone who's you know um, 380 pounds. Dude, the only thing that matters is 379. If you're going to think about a number, the only number I, I really want you to focus on is 379 because that's going to be the, the that's going to tell us we're going in the right direction. Yeah. If you're going to fixate on a number, now granted, the majority of our 90 percent of our conversation is about keeping your commitments and doing these and focusing on the non-scale victories, inches, sleep, energy, all this other stuff. But look, 
I'm not going to sit there and preach about that stuff when the reality of it is at the end of the day, we also want that quantitative. We like, Hey, I got that, the numbers on the CL. It's got to go down. I get it. Mm. I get the feel good there. And, and, and so what we do is we just simply focus on the next number at any given time. Yeah. And, mm. you know, and we just take it one pound at a time from there. Take it. Okay. So I want to just go back like behind the veil of the show because like, you watch it and you're like, how do they, how do they do this right every week? And you know, yeah, you've only, I don't know what, 20 episodes a year or maybe less than that. And you said 76 over five years. So do the math, right. Tyler. Come on, come on, math, do it, do it, do it. Uh, Too many shots in the head. Um, but okay. So, so talk us through just kind of the, the, the daily schedule, weekly schedule of having this show, because you're obviously doing these clients like all at the same time. Right. And, right. and, and because if they're a year transformation, you know, there's times, okay, yeah, it's very intense for, for a few weeks that you're working with them and then, okay, now you're ready to go home and do this, but then you're going out and visiting and you're, you know, making, uh, you know, you know, meeting face to face if they're, they're struggling with something or, Hey, you know what? You can't do this at home with your family in the situation. Come back. You're coming right. back with me. So how do you do all of that in this time? Right. So here's what we do. Like I'll give you guys all the magic behind the production. <laughs> So, so we go out there and we cast in all these cities. I mean, we'll get like 10, 15,000 entries to be a part of the show. Um, we do uh, early on, it was like, we can go do submissions ourselves and it got so big. We had a casting company really sort kind of sort through and find some really amazing personalities, a really amazing deep stories as well. And then we sort through them, both my, my, myself, the executive producer, Heidi, and then one of the execs at ABC, we would sit down and we would select our top 50. And we would actually fly all 50 people out to Colorado and we would, we would show up in Colorado and spend two weeks with them. And I would give them the same talk we just had about integrity. We would, we would cover diet and exercise in about an hour. That's the easy part. We talk about integrity. We have everybody make a commitment and whatever that commitment is, we simply, for two weeks, we simply go around, they go through a battery of their medical exams and all this other stuff, but we actually just go around and see who's keeping their commitments to themselves. Mm. All go around, you know, like say people that are like, oh, um, you know, they'll commit to 20 minutes on a treadmill a day. I'll go over there. I'll, I'll try stopping the treadmill at 19 minutes and just see what they do. You know, and then we'll just, we'll just get to talk with people and get, you know, start to realize. And over time you start to figure out who is in it because they really want to be on TV and who's yeah. really in it to change their lives, mm, yeah. who really understands the concept of keep being a promise keeper to themselves and keeping their integrity. And um, so over, over the two weeks, we determine who we want to spend the next year of our lives with, because yeah. it's a full year. It's legitimately a full year. We're like, okay, who is genuinely ready? Who do we really want to invest all this time and energy into? And we'll select 13 people. Um, sometimes we'll, we'll actually, we'll select 15 mm -hmm. just in case, but then, and, and then everybody flies home. You don't know if, if you're chosen or not, but if you get, if I show up in your hometown and I come, you know, flying out of a cake or, you know, if I come marching out on a stage or something like that, you're on the show, you know, you yeah. got chosen. So, um, so then, yeah, we'll, we'll send everyone back in about two weeks later we'll hit the road and we start our surprises oh, and we man. go ahead and, and and i'll hit the road and i'll surprise one person in nashville then i'll fly to florida surprise someone in miami surprise someone in norfolk virginia surprise someone in hartford connecticut fly to des moines fly to california so i'll go around and i'll surprise all 13 to 15 people and then once I surprise them, they pack their bags, they, they fly to Colorado. Mm. And then I move on to the next place, surprise them, pack mm. their bags, fly to Colorado. We send everybody to boot camp, me, Heidi, production, everybody would just fly into Colorado. We'd spend three months there. 
And it's three months of learning, three months of coaching, three months of really instilling the fact, you know, personal integrity Mm -hmm. into everybody and just basically turbocharging this process because they're not working right now. Their whole life is in a bubble learning about like learning skills to take home. And um, so we'll spend three intensive months there. They'll go through the process. And then after those three months, I hit the road and I take everyone home. And yeah, I'll take them home. And I would, for the first two seasons, I would take everyone home and I would stay with them in their home city for several days. And I would actually sleep on their floor. No mm. cameras, no nothing, mm. because that's how we would actually develop the rapport, yeah. the, the connection and, and, and the camaraderie. Yeah. So what you see on, on television, like we were actually had a genuine relationship because they got to see who I am when the cameras weren't around for two days. Yeah. We just got to hang yeah. out. And then I would just move from there to the next city hang out or, or, you know, the, 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 yeah, the person would come, come home. I'd meet him there. We would get them in, you know, set in their city, move to the next city. Get, so everyone set up, move to the next city, get everyone set up. Usually after about four people or so, we would call it spinning plates. So you send them home, get them set up. They're gone. Next one going. By the time you're done with about four, the first one starts wobbling a little bit. Yeah. So I fly back to that city. Mm. Make sure they're going. Uh. Make sure they're going. Keep them going. Okay. We got four plates up and running. Let's go send four more people home. Guys, it was so Darren, you're talking about all that travel, man. Yeah, yeah. I was well, that's what I was gonna ask you, you know, because in my old, you know, when I was training, a big excuse I would hear is, you know, I'm always on the road, I'm always traveling. So, taking it personal for you as you're on the road so many days of the year, how do you personally keep up with your health during that? You know, there's I, I did a lot of, um, you know parking lot sprints and push-ups <laughs> and sit-ups and jump squats in my hotel room and a lot of hotel room workouts. And also, you know, fortunately the, a lot of these hotels, they've got their little gym yeah, systems right. now yeah. where you and I got a pull-up bar and everything. Yeah. So that's, I mean, I did a lot of calisthenics. I'll tell you that. Wow. Yeah. I, I did a ton of that. If I could ever get a hold of a weight stack or, you know, CrossFit at the time was really starting to blow up. So there's all these CrossFit boxes popping up everywhere. Yeah. So I drop into these boxes and I get some cleans and jerks and some snatches in and some heavy back squats. And so every chance I got, but here's what I would do when I travel, the moment I land, I would, I would actually take, they would usually get a rental car for me. Um, so I get a rental car. I'd go straight to the grocery store mm. on the way to the hotel grocery store, stock up on non-perishables and everything. Few things I could fit in, in my, in my fridge, like in a hotel room or at the person's house, mm. I'd stock up. I'd go straight to the hotel, drop a $10 deposit fee. I get a refrigerator in my room, stock that thing up. I'm good. Then I've got access to, you know, working out and all this other stuff. You just, you, you just do what you can. Yeah. Right? Well, you, you made a plan, right? You, you were proactive as opposed to just, well, I've got to, you know, I've got to eat. So I might as well, you know, run down the street to whatever. hundred yeah. percent. You know, I, I mean, like, not that that isn't incredibly enjoyable because it's some delicious food, but at the same time, it's just like, number one, I didn't have the time for that right. because it takes, and, and also it's just like, that's, crazy expensive yeah, <laughs> and right at the right. same time yeah. when I was first starting the show, the budget wasn't that huge. Right. right. So we didn't get to, re- we didn't re- renegotiate the contract yet. And so <laughs> I, was, I was still living on like 50 bucks a day. Oh, so right. it was just like, yeah, hey, you wow. gotta make it work. Right. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, you just come up with a plan and sure enough, dude, like, you know, it's the best part. I go to the grocery store, I drop, you know, 50 bucks, 80 bucks. I'm there for three days and I got, I got food for that, but it's also cool because I was in, you know, Chicago. And it's so cool because like, 
I'm not spending an hour at a time sitting down at a meal eating. I got my food in me in 15 minutes, and now I'm out running through the streets of Chicago just enjoying the city. Mm. And I'm getting to see all these different things. And I'm like, oh, this is taking pictures. It's like, man, I, I got to experience so much more rather than just sitting in restaurants and dropping $30 a meal. So back to the selection process. So you yes. selected your 13 to 15, and you're like, I'm sure that these ones are going to complete it. I mean, was there ever an instance where you chose someone and they did not even get close to the goal? It's like, sorry, we, we can't we can't air that. I mean, is there any commitment? You know, like on The Bachelor, Bachelorette, right? Like we sign a contract, and if you don't hit this goal, like – there's right. consequences for that. I don't, I mean, how does all that work for, for the people that come on? Yeah. And so, um, they really, what, the one thing that I love that my executive producers did is that we told every story mm. and there were some stories of, of people that wanted to quit and they did quit. There yeah. are some people that we kicked off because they could not keep their, their word to themselves or yeah. to other people. Yeah. And so we let them go and we told those stories. So we kept it real, you know, season one, I remember I took Wally to rehab because he needed help beyond my scope of practice. Yeah. I, I knew where I couldn't help him anymore. He needed inpatient rehabilitation. Yeah. Um, you know, there's a, a couple other names in, in season four. Um, there was two people, one we sent home and the other one he quit and, and we let him go because he, he just, at the end of the day, he did not, we genuinely didn't want it for himself. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah. the, another girl, she just could not keep her, she couldn't keep her word to herself or to anybody else. And it was just lies and lies and lies. And, and it, the thing is, if someone's lying to you, you can't help them. Yeah. You, you just genuinely can't help them. So, and, and we told those stories much to the chagrin of the people that actually went through it. Yeah. But granted they, they signed up to share their story. And so yeah. we had to tell the story. And so, um, yeah, it, so we, we kept it real, which mm. I really, I, I appreciate that. And it was a, sh a little bit shocking for the, for the audience at first when we told some of those stories, cause they expected the feel good yeah. and it kind of yeah. ended on a note like, Oh, uh, right. uh, yeah. like if Chris shows up in your life, it's not, he doesn't sprinkle magic pixie dust. Yeah. It's on you, which was shocking. But at the same time, it also, it highlights yes. the, the drive and the perseverance and the strength of the individual and in that it's mm -hmm. not me. I didn't bring any magic to the show. The magic was all in you, you know, yeah. it's, it's in the individual. But what a great lesson, especially yeah. for our youth today where everybody gets a trophy, everybody gets it. No, like here's the thing, like there are consequences to your choices and you have to live with them. And that's what yeah. it is. And the great thing I loved about, about your show was this was something the whole family could watch because it wasn't, yeah. hey, we're going to make you look better cosmetically because that's, what, well, that's what's important. Because now, like, the conversations that you're having with these people, it's not about, like you said, it's not about the scale. It's about loving right. yourself. But which leads me to my next question is, is your you, and, and I don't know, correct me if I'm wrong, if you guys talked about it when I was late and before I got here, <laughs> but, but from like a, a psychology aspect, right? Like, do you have any further training? Because you really became a therapist to a lot of these people. And I know trainers like get to a level personally with people that, that is very unique, but right. I mean, is there anybody on the show that's helping with that? Because there's, there's some serious, and I say demons that these people are dealing with that yes. maybe like you said you're not equipped but did the yes. show provide resources for some of these people 100 percent. so the show had a, had one main therapist who oversaw everything and then each of the individuals had their own therapist as okay. well and so as mm -hmm. we as things started to you know the, and, and there's a saying 
you know, every, every 50 pounds is another layer of protection. Mm. And so as they start to lose that weight, they start to lose those layers of protection and they start to feel vulnerable and fear. And a lot of these things start to come up that they didn't even know were there. And so, and as those things start to come up, certain things come out from trauma from the past, et cetera. And that's why it's important for me to be there as a friend and to support and to hear them and to love them. And then to bring but again, that's outside of my scope of practice. And so that, then it's time for us to bring the psychologist in to really yeah. help them unpack mm-hmm. and sort through that. My yeah. job is not to unpack it and sort through it. Yeah. My job is to hear them, empathize, and, and be there with them as a support. So as they sort through it, they just know that they're still loved. Right. And they, they just know that someone's there for them. That's so awesome. that's Man. a really good question, Tyler. Yeah. Thank you. Man, that's, that. this, this is so fun to hear because yeah. it, we, let, we opened the show with, you know, I was watching your show. I'm a big fan, and, and it literally changed my life, and, and it's changed so many lives. So it's cool to hear the, the ins and outs and the behind the scenes. What are you working on now? You know, you're not, you're not doing that show anymore. What are some Well, things- yeah, talk us through the end of the show because you, you, the crazy right. schedule, the toll that it potentially took on your family and what that was. Talk us through the decision because it was highly popular. So, I mean, and my assumption is that it was a choice, like this is probably it. Or, I mean, was it a, was it, how did, how did it come to an end? <laughs> so actually, uh, the whole thing came to an end. It was five years. We, yeah. we did five years, and we had six years on the contract. And and this is just the nature of the beast with television. Mm-hmm. Um, I got a call from Paul Lee, who's the CEO of ABC one day, and he's like, hey, we got a new head of programming in. And, you know, we just want to thank you so much for the five years of service that you've given mm. us oh, at ABC. Oh, wow. Oh. Yep. And oh. our new head of programming, he's going to be trying. In fact, he's on the line right now. Say hi. And the guy's like, hey, what's up, Chris? How's it going? And I'm like, so you're the dude that's going to kill you. Yeah. I chose to. Yeah. Yep. And, and he's like, man, thanks so much for everything. And we're going to try some new programming that we think, you know, people are going to really love. So they, they took our show, which actually did really, really well. Yeah. And they replaced it with a show called my diet is better than yours. And it ran two episodes and died. Yeah. I was wow. going to say, That's yeah. If any, listener, if any <laughs> listener could, could actually reference those two shows, yeah. we will send you something. I promise yeah. you, because I've never heard that. Yeah. Because when it got, when it didn't come back on, like my wife and I are like, Oh, he's got to just be taking a break because that's gotta be hard work. Like I, he's got, it's coming back. It's coming back because I mean, we loved it. And I say we like America loved that show. Mm-hmm. Like no matter what place yeah. you were in life, like, like you said, it was honest, it was true, but it was uplifting and it was encouraging. It, it had so many different elements. Like, and, and, and to me, it was, it was very similar to, um, oh my gosh, Fixer Upper, right? Like same type of person, like yeah. that, like literally the country just is like, oh my gosh, this yeah. is the greatest, the greatest thing ever. Yeah. So it was, it was, it was an amazing ride. That That's for sure. I, um, well, here, here's the thing. Um, so yeah, granted we got replaced, mm-hmm. um, with a show that, that died, but which is fine. The, the whole thing turned out so beautifully because, um, one thing that we promised ourselves from, from the get go is that when we were filming the show, we didn't have time for anything else, mm-hmm. especially as, as far as being a parent. I talk about parent guilt, man, I was not there nearly as much as I needed to be for Maddox, Marley, Cash, and Ruby. And so now it's like, wow, I've got time. We can do this. And now that we've got time, let's build a digital platform yeah. so that we can do thousands of transformations. Oh, Cause wow. we get, yeah. get 15,000 applications for the show <laughs> a season. We were getting 150,000 emails a season of people begging for help. Mm. And we're like, who are we to choose? Yeah. So we built, so we, that's where I, I dove in for three years and I built the transform app. 
is building a digital platform to transform thousands. Right now we're doing 27,000 transformations on the app. It's amazing. It's so cool. So I've, I've learned the whole app space and technology space and we're actually, so we're building that into, uh, there's a lot that we're building right now. 2021 is going to be an incredible year and it's not just for us, but we're, we're going to be building this thing for um, all kinds of fitness um, influencers uh, for, for people that are in, in uh, I would say positions to reach and help a lot of people. Mm. We're building a pretty impressive operating system for them. That's and awesome. so I'm, I'm beyond excited because with technology, if you can dream it, you can build it. Yeah. And it's just so cool. And now, and it's infinitely scalable. And so we, that's, that's taken off. And then the company transform when that took off, we started getting into supplements. And so now we've got supplements and coaching. And so that's all been good. Um, and it's just been incredibly rewarding for all of us because now we can keep these transformations going. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I actually just recently in the last, in the last nine months, I started my own service project and now I, I can't talk too much about it, mm-hmm. but, but I, but I, I'm going to give you like a little bit of a teaser. Um, here's the thing. Going back to what we were talking about earlier is that we're not told nearly enough how much we're loved. That, that somebody believes in us, that we can do anything we set our minds to. And the thing is, if, if he, humans are infinitely powerful, the human mind is. And I think that there's so much untapped um, potential out there. And all people need is they, they need to be loved. They need someone to believe in them, et cetera. But on top of that, we need to move. You know, mm-hmm. if you look at the statistics, just, just from weight, from um, I mean, 80 million Americans are living – are yeah. they, they they report being lonely yeah. um anxiety, anxiety through depression through the roof, yeah suicide yeah. through the roof i mean we've got 12, 15 million american children are considered obese and i mean the number went from four percent in 1975 to it's 22 percent in 2016 i mean the numbers are they're skyrocketing and it's and the, the direction we're going is really scary um i actually found crazy story. Bear with me here. I'm going to, I'm going to button this up real fast. In 1928 in Japan, MetLife insurance company, um, they were trying to bring insurance over to Japan. They couldn't insure anyone because they were dying at 40, 40 was the average life expectancy. So they actually created three and a half minutes of movement for people to do played to the same piano music every single day. And in 1928, the emperor said, okay, I'm going to make this thing mandatory, you know, in schools, et cetera. And so everyone can start moving because we need to increase their movement. We need to start to develop a culture of fitness, of wellness, and get these people, get the, the, the Japanese people moving. So here we are 92 years later. This is 1928. 92 years later, 27 million Japanese today do Ragio Taiso from 1928. Ragio Taiso means radio calisthenics. 27 million of them. It is mandatory oh. among the, mm. in, in schools. If you go to Japan, you say Ragio mm. Taiso, they go, oh, hey, yeah, and they start going through the motions <laughs> and everything in corporations, in, uh, construction workers, everybody. You go to the, any city park and you'll have all the elderly people out there at 6.30 in the morning going through Ragio Taiso, three and a half minutes of movement. They changed the culture of a nation. 1955 in Japan, Japan ranked among the top five healthiest countries in the world. It's been there for six decades. Wow. They changed a nation. We need this now. Yes, absolutely. My service, my service project, and I am self-funding this whole thing. And actually we just started t-shirt sales to start raising some money (laughs) for this. Um, 
I'm bringing it back, but our own version of it. Oh, and it's going to be called, it's called, it's called move 1 million. Oh. And it goes back down to the promise I made to myself. Mm. And I just, I want to start by just moving 1 million people and I'm committing my life to this. I'm going to show up live every day. I can't ask anybody to go to show up to some pre-taped BS. Yeah. I'm going to show up live every single day. Not sure if it's going to be six 30 or 7 AM, whatever, whatever time is best for, for you, for, mm-hmm. for the world. I'm going to show up and we're going to go through two and a half minutes of movement. I created the music. I actually play the music on the piano. Um, and it's an anthem that I created called the hero's journey. And I'm, I've been speaking with the mayor of Mesa. He's going to let me actually do this in Mesa public schools for all the kids. Mm. And so we're going to wake up to this every single day and we're going to go through move 1 million. And, and so I'm, I'm going to do this commit my life to this. And uh, I'm, I'm beyond excited to, to bring this to the world because I think we need this more than ever. And not only am I going to take them through the movement, but I'm going to finish off letting everyone know that they're loved that yep. I believe in them. So it starts. Nothing they can't do. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and it's, it's two, it's two and a half minutes. And yeah. It's, it's going to yeah. be, it's going to be live and streamed across multiple platforms. I'll be on the public broadcast station right here in Mesa. And I'm going to just go city to city and I'm going to talk to all the mayors and I want to get into every school. I want to get into every public broadcast station. And I just want to provide a free service for everybody to move with me live every day. Right. Remember baby steps guys. That's right. If you yeah. can do that, if you can show up and you can keep that promise to yourself, there's nothing you can't do. Yeah. Man, that's awesome. seriously, good for you. You worked your tail off. You went through ups and downs. You had challenges. You're going to see more challenges, I'm sure. But you you worked hard. You had an opportunity to have a platform, and you're choosing to do something with it, man. And that's that's what I look at. And those are the yeah, people that I yeah. respect the most on this planet Thank you. that were that were blessed to get an opportunity that they took advantage of, not for themselves, but to make the world a better place than when they came into it. And yeah. thank you so much. Man, you're doing it, man. man. I, honestly, I, I am so impressed by the fact that, and I knew you, Chris, just from, you know, TV, but didn't personally know you. I personally know you now. I mean, yeah. you're passionate. You know what you want out of life. You love people. And, and, and that's a recipe for, for so much good. Like if you can, if you're passionate about it, you actually love people, man. Look, whatever we can do on our end yes. to, to make those introductions to the mayors. Yeah, really though. See that's it. let's we're, connect we're offline in the on schools, that. Man, yeah. we're in the schools. We're in the community. Oh, we're yeah. seeing that there's so. I mean, kids don't move like they used to, man. I mean, I mean no. even back then, I, I keep on saying back like they used to. We needed this back then, mm-hmm. you know. And yeah. they definitely, would kids definitely need it now. So if we can be of yes. any resource to you, man, just. Don't hesitate yeah, to, to, no, to reach out. Thank you. Thank yeah, you. Well, yeah. look, please, let's keep in contact. In yeah. fact, let, let's, I'll, I'll shoot you an email when we're all yep. said done yeah. here. And um, I'd love to send you the deck. And I've got, I've actually got the sizzle reel coming that we're shooting. And we're shooting the full tutorial uh-huh. of the movements and everything. And so we're working on the back end on the technology right now so we can go live. And we're, we're actually going to be having like special guests on to go live with me every day. And yeah. then, It'll be Zoom style, so we can actually randomly select people uh, from all around the world who are joining in, and so you, everyone's awesome. it's 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 connection. Yes. It's yes. all of us coming yes. together, moving. Moving is just one one uh, like you know, like, moving is one. Yeah, yeah. You, know, yeah. You, yeah. you get it. Yeah. yeah. If, if there's anything this pandemic has taught us, it's it's the need for connection and human connection and, and being together, and, yeah. and and we love that. We've got one final question. One, that, that one, one sec, real quick. Okay, just uh, kidding. You, you, 
<laughs> this, is, this is what he does to me every single episode. Right. Hey, you mentioned you mentioned uh, you're selling shirts. How can how can our listeners find those shirts? If you would let me finish, shirts? that's what I was getting to. Yeah, here we you're go. So, you're so full of it. Oh, yeah. He's so full here of it. Here we go. I, and I sit in between these two every day. <laughs> okay, so our shirt sales. Um, oh, and by the way, thank you so much for that. Um, in next week, next week, they will be up on my website on chrispowell.com. Mm. So I'm not sure when this, um, yeah, when what, this what date is that? Is. Just, just in case we should be live on, on Thursday or Friday of next week. Okay. So that, but so that'll be airs, November 5th is kind of what the, the right. day that yeah. should be live. But if this airs before then, um, you can actually get it right on my social media, okay. um, right through my social, either my Facebook or my Instagram. There's a post from a couple of days back. Um, and if actually, if you just go to my bio, there's a link in my bio. Great. Perfect. Okay. So you can see it there, but my site's going live here pretty soon. And then it, there'll be a pop-up where you can buy your shirts. Awesome. Okay. So it'll be awesome. Yeah. 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 So Before great. he rudely interrupted. I was going to ask where people can find you. So thank you for, uh, no, you, you for were going to ask, thank you for stealing my thunder. Yeah, that was going to ask your question. I know you, I know him. So. Dude, actually. Hey guys, I, I tell you what, I'd love to send you some of these shirts. So this is a, uh, this is the shirt right here. Oh, that's awesome. that's yes. Cool. Cool. yes. That's move 1 million. Oh, love it. Hey, only if so. they fit my arms, like your shirts fit your arms. Will I wear it? <laughs> you love it. it. Love you it. You got it. So send me your sizes and we'll get okay. some shirts. Awesome. All right. All right. Perfect. Good. All right. Now hit them with it, Ben. The grand finale. We ask every guest this. Oh gosh. All right. So if you could go back, so we just heard your incredible story. Amazing journey. If you could go back to any point in your life, and tell yourself one thing. Doesn't necessarily mean you would change anything, but if you could go back and tell yourself one thing, where do you go and what do you tell yourself? Okay. I go I'd go back 5 years and I'd say it's going to be okay. I can't elaborate too much more, mm-hmm. but I'd go back five years and tell myself it's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I think that's um, something we can all relate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's yeah. Good, and and I, I, I tell myself everything happens for a reason. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a good reminder. Yeah. Man. What, and we'll, we'll, we'll talk sometime. Yeah. No, yeah, no, no, no absolutely. absolutely. We'll, we'll talk some more. Yeah. Yes. No, we, we but, so much appreciate your time, Chris, man. It, again, it's it, seeing, seeing these people on TV, you know, you have your persona, you have your, what you think that they are. Mm. And we all thought highly of you, but we think even more of you now yes. after getting to know you. Absolutely. And we Thank so much you appreciate your time. And we're gonna and we're gonna ride with you on this now. Yep, we're gonna ride with you, brother. Yes, guys. Remember, move one million is not about me. It's about you. It's about us. That's right. Everybody together. So I need your help. So let's do this together. I love it, man. And and thank you guys so much. Let's keep in contact and let's let's open up some doors to these cities and let's move these kids. Let's let's help. Let's help the elderly. Let's help the people that that life has passed by and get them moving off the couch again. You know, we can do this. Absolutely. Hey, one question for Darren. How does it feel to be the second most famous Sun Devil? <laughs> Yo, see, I got to deal with this all the time, yeah. Chris. Yeah, right. That's awesome. hey, Thanks again, Chris. You guys are awesome. Thank you guys so much. Thanks, Thanks so much. brother. Appreciate Anything it. Anything you need, I'm a caller or text away. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Appreciate so, hey, we'll reach back out, man. Yeah, okay, good. that'd be you're awesome. Good, that'd be awesome. All right, take care, guys.